Blog Talk Radio. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, his spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it goes down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day, when the glory comes It will be out, it will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be And the child, even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the League of Justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego, the biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be
The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the empire speaks, the empress listens. conversation, great, intelligent talk. You know, some people say talk, we just tired of talk, we just tired of talk. But well, you know what? Nothing really gets mobile without having first had a conversation of some sort about it. So tonight we're going to have a conversation about a lot of different things. You know, this show I put on and put off, you know, I've been going through my whole emotional grieving process just with the rest of the world about a lot of different things. And this past week has been no different. It's been even more to grieve about, in my opinion. You know, I have one just like everyone else has one. And But you know what? I was going to, I wanted to just do a show about definitions, and what words actually mean, because we have gotten to a point where we have just started to merge things together that don't go together like they don't go together. Peanut butter goes with jelly, okay? You can add it to apples. You can add it to bananas. You can add it to a lot of different things, and it will curb the taste or be something of a, a, a thing for other people. But peanut butter goes with jelly. You know, it's just this is how it goes. And, and some of those, you know, I'm, I'm making light of peanut butter and jelly, but there are some issues that are happening today that are so so totally a distraction that people are so way far off of what's really going on, and they're getting so deeply involved in things that really have nothing to do with the bottom line. And, you know, I, I named this show two or three different things. First, I wanted to talk about uh, being conscious because I have had it with this community of black people who feel like because they know a little bit of their more history than others do that they have some right to then start to insult and disrespect and be rude to other people but then I said well you know that's how they feel can't go with that but then I got uh, understanding to where some people aren't rude they're absolutely cordial they're very respectful in the way that they damn you or the way that they put you in the bucket. And it's the same end game. I mean, um, I posted very little this weekend. I've been just reading. I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing a lot of researching, doing some own self-study, you know, because a lot of stuff I cannot speak about because it's not my business, but I can learn about anything that I put my mind to. And I think we lack um, – a lot of productivity and a lot of progression because we simply haven't done our homework and we haven't understood. Now, one of the, you know, just a weekend review, because I had my friend, and I hope he called tonight. Let me t- t- uh, tag him right quick uh, and tell him that he better call because he he is one who I can trust to have a very strong opinion um, about everything. And 
um, I, I don't necessarily have to agree, and that's that's the other rule. I got to give some core rules on, on this show to let people know that you do not have to agree with me for us to have a working conversation, a working uh, dialogue, because it does not equate to a whole lot of learning if I know absolutely everything and, and all of the ins and outs to your opinion. That's very uh, not the most exciting talk. Uh, that's not the most exciting anything when everybody's just really predictable and, and plain. But I also don't see the, the, the advantage or the benefit of having a talk with someone who won't at least listen and hear you out when they are absolutely passionate and speaking from a different tone. And I'm hoping that the people who call on in tonight are willing to share some of what they feel or not about different issues that we want to talk about. And what, what, what do we want to talk about tonight? I'm thinking this because just this week in review has been like all over the place. First of all, it's a black girl named Bree. Uh, who who decided to scale a flagpole in South Carolina and take down the Confederate flag because it had not been removed after that ha- after there had been an institution or a suggested a congressional uh, suggestion to remove it until there was a determination of whether or not the flag was going to be re- replaced and those sorts of things, but sister and scaled a 30-foot pole, okay? She scaled it. It's all on video. You can go to YouTube and just type in woman scales flagpole, and there is a black sister named Bree with the help of her boyfriend, um, who, by the way, was not African-American, which was another interesting twist to this whole uh, idea, but it doesn't take away from the truth that she felt like it, it was disrespectful to still have it up in that particular state at that particular time because of everything that's gone on with regard to the feelings about the flag and the situations of happening right there in South Carolina. And that was the other a topic that I wanted to talk about tonight, and I'm trying to throw them all out there because I have no idea what people want to talk about. The floor is always open to talk about anything that you would like related to the subject, but I think they all have an undertone of hate or displeasure or uh, being displeased with some of the ongoings, whether it's a social position, a personal position, with some of the things that we've, we've, we've const- I mean, we've been inundated with it online, in the news, and what have you. I have purposely not watched the news literally on television because it usually is so all the way to one side or the other that it doesn't give me the opportunity to take a position. It just feeds me what it wants me to know. So I did a lot more reading. Um, The other issue, of course, is with uh, the federal law that was signed this week uh, with a five, I think it was a five to six vote or maybe it was a five to four vote, five to four vote because there are nine justices, five to four vote uh, with regard to legalizing uh, marriage of same-sex persons. Now, uh, I, you know, I saw that. I mean, I think I saw that coming. I think the world saw it coming. I don't think it was shocking. I don't think that anybody's shocked about it. But what I was shocked about was turning on the television, turning on my cell phone, um, going on to different websites and being flooded with these damn rainbows. Like rainbows were everywhere. It was like a pixie land. 
everywhere, and it, it doesn't move me one way or the other, but I was like, okay, what is this about? This has to be about it. And then I started to read. Again, I told you I was reading. Every time I saw a rainbow, I saw a different expression as to why they decided to make their Facebook page or their Instagram page or their threaded background or their, you know, ringtone flowers and, and colors and all this sorts of thing. And I was being inboxed excessively about changing my profile. And it was almost to a point of we need to know where you stand, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit, you know, as the night goes, and hopefully I'll be able to settle some of your ideas because, you know, a, 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 a rainbow of colors means different things depending. And actually I had uh, after seeing all of the rainbows, I saw an onslaught of other bannered uh, profile pictures. I saw uh, one that was particularly for the African-American community, the red, black, and green, and it was like, wow, uh, this is the most uh, – This I love this because I'm a black person. You know, I can identify with what those colors mean. I actually saw a couple other pages that had to do with explaining what those colors meant. Then I had someone to forward to me, a non-African person who was actually just let's just say it, it a Caucasian girl who decided to use the banner, uh, the 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 green, red, and black banner to change her profile. And I was like immediately rushed with a whole lot of emotions, didn't know where they came from. And I'm going to tell you something, emotions cannot be like uh, put into you. They come from where you already are. It's some personal experiences and stuff that have to do with yourself when you have a reaction like that. And I was like just shocked. It just blew my mind that this white female, obviously Caucasian, I mean, I'm I'm not uh, a color, I think I I have colorism. I think I'm a colorism person where I do have issue and I do have association with regard to color and shade. But I'm not a racist person where I feel like I'm better than someone specifically or particularly because of my race. And, you know, that's all on the show. We've had that show before. I actually had a conversation on Facebook with a girlfriend who was saying that she had a dream about a man and she was not, like, having it because he was particularly not the shade that she wants. And she says, is this racism? No, that's not racism. That's colorism. But this white female, it did something to me for me to see her with her Facebook page, uh, with um, all of these associations with a race that is obviously not hers. Okay, that was the other issue. So we had the issue with the Confederate flag this week. We had the issue with this gay pride flag being everywhere. I mean, they've morphed the flag into everything. There's a flag morphed into a presidential picture with the United States president and the vice president. Where That particular picture, I remember it because it was being used during their uh, – uh, first term, they have morphed in gay pride flags in their hands as if to suggest that I don't know what. I mean, I, I, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But besides that flag, the Confederate flag, there was also an uh, unbelievable amount of hate and an unbelievable amount of controversy about the presidential uh, eulogy for Senator Clemente Pinckney, and if you've not been uh, conscious this year, you would not know who uh, Clemente Pinckney is. This, I don't know, it did something to me to see this man's face because it's 
such a familiar uh he's almost like a poster child of the black man in my mind in my image in his character he is a father he was a husband he was a representative in the state that he lives in he is also a man who has a who had a reverence for spirituality and individualism and was had a had a love for his people so um, I, just like the rest of the world probably did on Friday, watched the eulogy that uh, President Obama uh, gave. And, you know, I didn't know this. This is another thing that I didn't know, that the Greek uh, definition of eulogy means praise. It's a Greek uh, connotation that has to do with having a praise ceremony or having a remembrance in a good light of a person, and that's exactly what happened. I absolutely loved the eulogy. I loved the presence, you know, the the homegoing celebration is what we call it, uh, for uh, Senator Pinckney, and it was moving to me. I'm over there at my desk typing, doing my work, and having a church at the same time, and those of you who are of the church know what I mean. I mean, it was just a very moving um, um, ceremony, and at the same time, it was it it had to. I mean, this this happening is not new. Um, life being snatched from us in the name of hate, in the banner of separatism. Um, as a matter of fact, when I I can remember vividly uh, when I turned on the news and saw that this was this had actually happened uh, with the church there in South Carolina. I remember the the church here in Birmingham, Alabama, who had the same onslaught. Whether instead of there being nine adult victims as there were there in um, South Carolina, there were four young black girls. Um, and those pictures are everywhere here. Everywhere that you go, uh, especially downtown, you see the memorialization of life that was wrongfully taken in the quote-unquote name of hate. And people want to say, you know, this has nothing to do with what's going on in the world, but this is not new, okay? Let's just put it like that. And just with my latest little research, this is not even the last thing that's happened in the church just this month. And it's amazing to me how we've gotten into this booty war and this flag war and people choosing sides and damning people to hell. And and now, it, you know, things being shoved down your throat about whether or not you're going to stick on one side or the other. But I first I want to just define consciousness before we start opening up the lines because I, I think that a lot of people throw the word consciousness around as if it is some type of badge to let you know that they know something extra. Um, I am I hated history when I was in school. I hate the history that we have, but I've since learned that history is extremely important, and I'm going to tell you why. It's very simple. It is very simple. If you don't know what has happened, you don't know. Uh, one thing you don't know is that it, it, very little is being repeated lately. This, this, there's nothing new that hasn't already happened before. And then, two, once you know what has happened, then you can find out why it happened and put a definition to it. Because a lot of people want to damn those of us who know that everything that is happening right now and being um, mesmerized to the world or putting bright lights on is nothing but a distraction. But some people say, oh, this is not about race. This is not about, hey, this is not about this. But meanwhile, <laughs> you know, meanwhile, ellipsis, 
this is this is not brand new. There's being a diversion for a certain purpose, and hopefully we can get to the end of that. But consciousness means being awake, being able to understand what is happening around you, to know that something exists. It also is defined as being self-conscious, aware, not being bold, not being faithless, not being worn into anesthesia. Now, that probably was just the one that I got from medical terminology because a lot of the things I better understand about, you know, where I am. But um, it also says that when you're conscious, it is usually marked by strong feelings. Now, the other thing that got me so tickled, and we're going to go ahead and start opening up the lines before we get a little bit deeper in the conversation. Some people had the mindset because, obviously, a lot of their Facebook friends and Instagram friends, they didn't know that they were friends with people who were gay, people who were bisexual, people who were Confederate flag lovers. I didn't say fag lovers. I said flag uh, people who were in the line of being able to support and explain in some way, shape, or form why hate was, in this particular instance, now called crazy. I mean, I, I, I want to understand. And I, I, I pick my friends. You know, I've had so many logons to different services because all it takes is one crazy friend. They get pissed, and then they start tagging you to some stuff that happened 88 years ago, or they lie or they add you to somebody who is full of hate, and then they inundate your page and your thing, your threads and everything, the things that do not represent you, and you find yourself explaining where there should not be a, a necessary uh, place. And I'm going to tell you this, I don't have to explain anything to anybody that I don't feel the need to. And if I do explain myself, it's usually because I care enough for you to understand my truth. And some people get that, other people don't but we're going to talk about it. So I want to go ahead and uh, open up the lines for either of these conversations. And, of course, we're, we're talking about why people hate. You know, the flag is down. People are still uh, going to church. People are still able to hate. But what do you have to say about the state of the world and the hate? The way that I identify you is by the last four digits of your phone number. And if you're willing to have a conversation with me, I'm willing to have a conversation with you. I'm not here to doubt, uh, doubt that your truth is that. But uh, I'm also here to hear anything that's different from what you do feel. 4699, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Well, okay. as far as, what, um, what have you to add? Well, as far as hate is concerned, you know, this entire country was, um, you know, it was created on hate, hate on evilness. And I mean, it's just that simple. You know, we've, um, <clears throat> we've came to where we at right now, the country who we are. Um, by causing two holocausts, one with the Indians and, of course, with through slavery, millions and millions of lives lost. And uh, for us to ignore that, especially um, black people, and they do that, um, for us to ignore that and say, hey, that was then and this is now, I mean, it's just ignorant. It's just plain old ignorant. And I think that's where a lot of the discontent and... Uh, unrest is coming from. People are tired of it. They're sick of it. Hey, hey, we've been going through this hundreds and hundreds of years, and um, we are still asking for equality and justice. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, mm-hmm. there's no repentance. There's no repentance of the things that have occurred in this country 
This country want to walk around as if <clears throat> with their heads held up high, uh, as if they created themselves. They, uh, I mean, they're the laziest people in the world. One for um, the, the the Indians, and I hate to call them that, the, the um, Native yep. Americans. And um, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for black folks, man, shoot, this place would have been crashed and burned. And that's my take on it. Well, now, do you think that, because you mentioned a very key thing, I have that written down here, there, you know, people not regarding the particularly hate, but there are a lot of people who were upset with the victims of the South Carolina happening saying that there should not have been forgiveness. They were very upset to the point where they were almost damning the victims' families for being, for, for you know, stating that they were given forgiveness. Do you think forgiveness is necessary in, in, in everything that's going on right now? What, what What's your take on that? I mean, uh, I, I, I made a post that uh, if you mm-hmm. kill one of mine, I won't forgive you. I won't pray for you, and mm-hmm. if I do, I'm going to pray to the Most High that he destroy you. Mm-hmm. I will not mm-hmm. accept. I'm, I'm sick of our people being victims, constantly saying, mm-hmm. hey, I forgive you. How long I have to forgive you for you to say, hey, you know what? This is all I got. I'm going to quit messing over mm-hmm. you. No, I ain't mm-hmm. no forgiveness with me. I can't speak for other okay. folks, but if you kill one of mine, mm-hmm. I ain't no forgiveness. You can believe that. You can believe that. I, I mean, it, it just about brings me in tears that we're constantly saying, I forgive you. Forget, I mean, I, I just, when you forgive somebody, they want forgiveness for one thing. That man didn't ask for no forgiveness. That man uh-huh. didn't deserve forgiveness. That man walked in that church, sat up in there a whole over an hour. And I'm talking uh-huh. about in a church, a place of worship, a place of worship. Uh-huh. He sat up in there, heard those people praying to their God. Um, 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 doing doing a service on the word of God, and he still uh-huh. murdered them. He stood up and said, "Look, I came here to kill black people." That's what he said. That's what that man yep. said. That man is a, a hateful, evil person. I mean, forgiving yep. him is like forgiving Satan. Uh, the Most High Heaven forgiven Satan. He 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 don't um um curse him, and that's what I sent out to that man. Curses. I curse him. That's what I do for him. That's all I got for Well, him. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because you said most high, and, you know, I listen to people and I watch people. I just I just love people. I just, it's so interesting you said most high several times. Do you have a particular belief affiliation? Because when I initially started to do this show, in mind, uh, conscious people speak in those terms, conscious people uh, who are of a move of black awareness and black uh, uh, priority speak in those terms, and they, they use that term. Do you, um, you said you say God, but then you said, oh, uh, most high, the most high that you were cursing him. What exactly does your move of belief think should happen? With as conscious as you are and this being a hate crime, um, him you, hiding behind the Confederacy, and now trying to hide behind crazy, and you say that you don't forgive. What exactly would you do then, besides cursing? That's all I can do. That's all I can do. Since, um, just pray, pray he be cursed. That every mm-hmm. day he breathes, he's cursed. 
That's all I can do mm-hmm. because he ain't standing before me, and I, I can't get to him. And he didn't bother <clears throat> anyone in my family, you know. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, so that's all I can do is pray that he be cursed for doing such an evil. Ain't no way I'm, I'm going to send him blessed. And matter of fact, the only blessing he can receive is through him, his his own self. And, and that's why I brought brought out the fact that the man didn't even ask for forgiveness. Uh-huh. He didn't ask for that. So why in the hell would I give it to him? I curse that fool. That's what I do. Okay. Uh, stay on the line with the 1554. Are you there and can you hear me? Lee, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. I had to take my phone on mute. Okay. Weigh in with me because I know you probably have a lot to say. What do you want me to weigh in on? There's so much been going on. I mean, what do you want me to talk about? I know. Okay. Well, let's start with this. Let's start with the South Carolina shootings because a lot of people have had issue with him um, being held some level of crazy. Um, having um, an obvious hate hatred towards black people in particular, and this not even being the only um, church uh, occurrence to have happened just this week, but we focused on South Carolina because there was a, a, a grave loss of life in such a hard way, and particularly because it is of the church. What what what, do you, what is your uh, idea about what we should do for him because I know some people the brother before was saying right. that, you know All right. go ahead. All right. My thing my thing is I look at crime and I look at, you know, the standards that, you know, white America places on blacks. Now, that boy was influenced by a group of people. But they didn't go lock none of them mm-hmm. people up. Kids mm-hmm. who killed them police officers them two kids who killed a police officer in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, they killed them by themselves, mm-hmm. but they went and got everybody that they talked to and locked them up. So okay, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about? Because you got to bring us up to speed because I did I'm, see a I'm reference you up a couple speed. of times. I'm, I'm, all right, with the, with the kid who went in there and shot the church up. He was influenced by mm-hmm. this hate group. They didn't right. go lock up none of them people who influenced him. To do this, I really feel like the little kid was a pawn. Me, Me myself. Too. Okay. Even though, okay. even though you know, they want to say that he crazy or it's a hate crime thing. It is a hate crime, but he wasn't the only one right. who thought it to do it. Exactly. So, I think somebody else should be locked up too. And I was okay. referencing, you know, as far as the crime and and the standard that they place on blacks. If a black kid go out there and kill somebody, and I was referencing the two black guys who killed the police officers in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, everybody who they went and saw after that, they locked them up. They want to charge them with accessory okay. after the fact. They want to charge them with accessory after the fact when they had nothing to do with the crime because it was okay. two police officers. However, this kid go shoot up a church. It ain't none of them. Right. Clansmen's uh, white supremacists that was chatting with him on, on the website and giving them all the ideas, they ain't locked none of them up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's a double standard. Yes, it's a double standard. I mean, There's actually a small... Huh? Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. I'm just I'm just simply saying you can't just shift all the blame and put all the blame on that kid because somebody had to put it in it. Uh-huh. Somebody put it in it. Because he got a little black friend, and his black friend said he ain't he ain't never spoke that way. Never. Uh-huh. And he hung out with him all the time. Uh-huh. Well, listen, right, we're going to open up a couple more, more of the lines <laughs> because we got people on the line. And we're talking about why so much hate. And I had introduced the show not just with the hate that is happening with, I think, um, the 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 massacre. That's because we can call it that. The massacre there in South Carolina. There was been hate everywhere. There's hate in the um on the web right now with regard to these rainbows. Now I want to talk about the rainbows, and I want to make it clear that I'm not trying to bash anyone because first of all, I don't know why. Um, some people are putting the rainbow up. I can't. I don't know. I know that there are people who are heterosexual because I know of where their positions are on other things, but they're putting up the rainbow. I'm not sure why they're putting up the rainbow. I'm not sure what putting the rainbow behind your face means to them. So I made a purpose that I'm not going to do my profile pic like that. But a, a guy was really offered to do um, a profile uh, augmentation, and he's doing it actually in protest to the rainbow, though. I did find that out later, but he knows that I'm very passionate about the people. He offered to do that, and I'm very, uh, I did welcome it. Um, he is still doing that, and I am still getting contacts on my inbox. And let's see, Dion, if you're listening, you need to go to my page and look at the at, at the people who have done the same thing. I'm trying to add people to his page, but unfortunately, if you're not his friend, he can't find you, so I have to tag you into his post. But there is there are lots of uh, different sites that you can get this done. I just was, you know, someone asked me how did I get my pick like that, and then uh, a couple other friends asked me how I got it. And I wanted to first explain why I did what I did. So I'm not sure what what the rainbow means for other people. I can tell you what this black, red, and green means for me, and I gave that explanation. But let's see, 8952, are you there, and can you hear me? 8952, you should know my last four by now. I this should, Lily. Babe, but I see numbers all day. I know this is Lily. <laughs> Lily, your profile pic, your profile pic particularly is, Rainbow, correct? Yes, and mine is a double meaning also. Okay, explain to me what moved you to change your profile pic, and and then after that, how you feel about this, uh, the hate that's come to this whole signing of a marriage capability for same-sex persons. All right. The purpose of me putting the rainbow up is an observance and respect for that community. I have a substantial amount of friends who live that life. Uh-huh. You know, and uh-huh. you see my makeup and stuff that I do. That's who I learned how to do the makeup from. That's who uh-huh. I hang out with, you know, from time to time. And I respect them for their choices in life. And I respect them mostly because of how they don't care what is thought of them throughout the Uh bashing and things that they have, you know, received throughout their lives in coming out of the closet the way they did. And the particular Uh picture that I chose to 
put the rainbow on top of, that picture symbolized for me when I was actually free in 2009 from what I was going through. So mm-hmm. that's a double meaning for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and okay. I, you know, me personally, in regards to them signing that as a nationwide thing for them to be able to marry each other, I don't care. It doesn't affect me one way or the other. People in this world, and in my personal opinion, should just mind their own business. It's none of my concern or anybody else's concern who people choose to love and spend the rest of their days with. Okay, so it it don't matter. It doesn't matter to you what that person's sexual orientation is or sexual affiliation is. You did it just to support the people that are in your world that actually are homosexual doesn't mean that you're mm-hmm. homosexual. Just means that mm-hmm. you feel a, 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 a need to be appropriated to their cause. If I'm hearing you correctly, but, you know, yeah, basically, you know, saying I've been your friend for this long, and I'm going to continue to be your friend. As mm-hmm. you know, and forgive me for being a little bit vulgar in what I'm about to say. You know, what you eat doesn't make doesn't make me shit. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel about it, period. Well, you know, and I know um, we had a show not too long ago, and it was with regard to the Bruce Jenner, which was to me, just that's just my opinion. It was another distraction, just like this whole rainbow deal is. It's a distraction. I'm going to try to hold my comments to the end of the show because we have other people coming onto the line, and we're talking about hate particularly the Rainbow Coalition right now. And you know what? I should have looked it up because that's what kept coming to my mind. Rainbow Coalition has nothing to do with sexuality, if I'm not mistaken. It has to do with freedom, and I think that's the reason why they use that. I don't know. I just learned not too long ago that the lesbian and gay community's color is orange, like a lot of their affiliations, that they have some movements that are just totally with the use of the color orange. And, you know, it, how how that differs from when people say, you know, I love black people, so I'm going to wear purple or I'm going to wear green, red, and and black. Um, I, I, I think that people just got on board. There's lots of people who just saw the trend, just like the ice bucket challenge. There's actually a pastor. I can't even remember where he is. He had vowed that if the, the legislation approved for them to marry, and I say them, people who are of same-sex orientation, that they want to get married, that they were, he was going to set himself on fire. Now, whether or not he did, I think that is not the dumbest thing that you can say. I'm going to, I'm going to martyr myself because of someone else's private sexual practice, private, I don't know. I just, I can't even get, I can't even get the words out. Let's go to the next caller, 6016, are you there? Can you hear me? Last four digits of your phone number, 6016. Are you there? Can you hear me? And I see you, but and I don't want anybody to feel like that. You cannot speak. This is a show where you can say your truth or not. You do not have to agree with me. I don't anticipate that a lot of people will agree with me. And, and, and first of all, I haven't even said exactly how my position falls with regard to a lot of these issues. It's just meant for conversation. We're conversation uh, piecing about being conscious, which means being awake and aware and able to understand what is happening around you. 9124, are you there? Can you hear me? 
Yes, I'm here. Would you like to weigh in on the conversation so far? Well, basically, I just got in a few minutes ago, and uh, from what I'm hearing, especially, I just wanted to say something about the uh, same-sex marriages and things like that. A lot of people, okay. when it when it first came out, I was at work, and a lot of people had some strong opinions about it, and uh-huh. um, I uh, I just they they kept asking me, and I said, you know, I'll keep my opinions to myself especially while I'm at Uh work. But I think a lot Uh of people get real caught up in in, um, having a position about whether what somebody else should or shouldn't do and for spiritual reasons Uh or whatever. But at the end of the day, at the end of one person's life, uh, they're only going to put one person at a time in that box. So I don't want to be responsible for what somebody else is doing if that's what they want to do. That's them. I don't think it has any effect on me until somebody starts trying to push an agenda where they force well, it, you well, know, up on let's, me. Let's go right there because you sound like me so far. You sound exactly like me, but that very last statement that you made, until mm-hmm. the, there is a force of an agenda into your life, do you not think that this is happening already, or do you think we're just being overly excited about people announcing I think it's happening, and it's, it's a little subtle thing. And like you said, being conscious, you have to be conscious about what's happening and the little subtle uh, messages that we get, you know, through media and other things. It is happening. And and if you're not aware of the signs when you see it, I mean, I watched, uh-huh. my mother watched soap operas for years when I was young, and I never saw uh-huh. same-sex couples on soap operas. But I'm looking at today. Uh-huh. And they're same-sex uh-huh. couples on soap operas kissing in the middle of the day. Uh-huh. And and it, uh-huh. it's like, okay, these little things are happening little by little, and then somebody keeps pushing the envelope and pushing the envelope until it's going to be like it's okay or it's like uh-huh. the norm, you know. So, yeah, little by little, it is an agenda, and it's being subtly added because people are not really okay with it, but, if you if somebody feeds you little tablespoons of poison a little at a time, sooner or later they're going to give you a big dose and, you know, it's going to be over. So, mm-hmm. but, but that's well, just my that, opinion. That's very, and your opinion counts, and that's the thing. I think that everybody has an opinion. Everybody has the right to say what their opinion is, but there's a difference between having an opinion and having uh, a particular stance on a thing. Now, this is one of the threads that I was, it wasn't even a thread, it was just a post. It was obviously someone who was um, uh, pro-free will to sleep and be with whatever. I think he said that he was bisexual, and I just think, first of all, just, okay, you know, and I'm not, this is not the rule, this is just the show, and in, in the show, I just say the truth that I have, and what I think is that you at least, damn it, you need to just choose one way or the other, either you're going to be straight or you're going to be gay, but no, now we've opened up the envelopes where people can just be whatever they want to be, and, that, and you know, okay, that's fine too, but after you have chosen to be multifaceted, multi-talented, I don't know what you want to call it. Why is it such a, a, a damning thing for someone who just simply disagrees? Because I think the particular point that a lot of uh, people who are in this movement 
um, have a, an agenda, and an agenda is different from a platform. We did that show. A platform is simply having a targeted idea that is able to be laid out. An agenda is hidden. It's, you obviously have that, but you have not disclosed that. And I think there is an agenda with a lot of people who are co-signing this alternative lifestyle because that's what we call it. I'm not saying that it's nasty. It's something I do not practice, and it is not the main uh, stay of practice sexually. And, again, it's, and the other thing is this is such a private issue that has had the time to go all the way up to Congress have to be voted on by the nine justices for the mm-hmm. entire states of the United, you know, of our United Nation to talk about whether or not we care about you signing a piece of paper because you like to get in the bed with somebody that's got the same genitalia that you do, but we can't get for the life of me any organized move of, of legislation to say that there should not be Vietnam vets and, and um, um, world uh war, this and that, and, and they can't get health care or they can't get anywhere to live. They, they are living on the street. There was a picture that was posted, and it came out the same day that the legislature went into effect that it was actually signed that it was okay for same-sex persons to marry of a, obviously a parade of some sort in the city I don't even know if it was Washington, but it was obviously in a city where they had banners of these rainbows lined up across the street. But right in the foreground is a black man standing on a pole asking for something to eat. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand how anybody could not see or be conscious enough to understand that one person is asking for life sustenance or a need and the other person is trying to damn a respect where people just don't respect what you're doing. Um, let's open up the minds. And what I want to do is I want um, I want people to be able to, and I'm not trying to force you to, to say anything. I just want to know what exactly is the most important issue that you've seen right now on television. Because to me, a, a lot of this talking about even tonight, we talked about it two weeks ago with Bruce Jenner. We talked about it with Rachel Dolezal. Now we're talking about these lunatics that want this uh, flag. Uh, you know, got a, a black woman on the pole. Baby, she didn't she done scaled a 30-foot pole because of a damn flag, but I'm wondering was she in the forefront when they were, you know, murdering our children? Like, yeah, you got on the flag and you got the damn Confederate flag down, but have you contributed to any cause or any after-school programs for the, you know, for our kids? You know, and a lot of people say, you know, all you do is talk show. Yeah, that's my forum. That's my platform. I don't have an agenda, and I am always in promotion of anything positive, but I don't admit to have all of the answers. But I know that I ain't going scale no I'm not going to scale no I'm just not going to do it Now she, you know, she can do it That's great and fine But I think it's distraction Let's start with uh, 9124 Since you were our last time What is the biggest thing that we're missing? What what should we be focusing on? Um, wow, that's a, that's a tough question There's so many things But for me personally Um I try to focus on trying to inform the younger, my younger relatives and uh, and cousins and nieces and nephews about things that they should be aware of 
what they're seeing on TV, what they're hearing in music, and the things that that video games and all these other things, cell phones, they, they got so many distractions around them uh-huh. that pulls them away. And I just try to focus on keeping them informed. And it's, it's just so much that they are exposed to right now. I mean, when I was young, I was worried about a bicycle. And now kids, they got so much stuff around that they're being exposed to that does so much uh, damage. It's, it's just it's hard to put your finger on one thing. And when you said something about the veterans uh, suffering, I'm a veteran and I've sat in the VA hospital with some of the guys from the Vietnam era. And one guy sat there so long waiting to see a doctor, it was time for him to take his medication again. And he didn't even have it. He was there to fill his prescription again. So yeah, we do treat, we treat one area of our society in this country one way and we treat people that really need it another way. And there are a lot of distractions and a lot of uh, uh, tricks that go on on TV that pull everybody's thought process away from what's really important. But uh, children and homelessness and things like that, I think that's one of the most important things right now. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing that is extra, like, getting on my nerves, because, you know, we are so, ooh, we so predictable. And I love my black people. I, I don't apologize for it anymore. I mean, I, I don't care if people have a problem with me loving on my folk and saluting my folk and filling up all my pages with the historians of our people. Like, that's mine. Now, you get mad if you want to. You can just delete me. That's what I tell them now. But it's some stuff that we do that's so Stupid. Like, okay, first of all, I'm not saying we're any more or less stupid than any other people. I'm just concerned about my people, so I watch what our people do. Now, tonight, y'all know the BET Awards on it, and y'all probably got it on in the background. You're probably looking at all of this entertainment, all of uh, this um, just plain entertainment for the masses, and just for the record, we are not the masses, okay? We are not the masses. We are very well seated to be uh, extinct in the next 60 to 100 years if we keep going by the rate that we're going. A lot of people by the end of the night will be able to tell me the order of the performers, the funniest moments that happen on television tonight but can't define what convict leasing is. A lot of the people who are watching those shows tonight will go out and buy things and do things that are directly related to some entertainment or some people who don't give two shits about us, but they can't define what valor is or the difference between what uh, white resistance is and racial hatred is versus white supremacy. And I'm not saying that you need to be a person who is just so full of hate about what has happened, I just think you have to be informed, and some people just don't get it out of the same mouths of the people who have, somebody is really doing something, let me see who that is, out of the mouths of the people who have the most to say about the situations that are happening in our cities, just like what happened in South Carolina, just like what has happened in other states. And I just want to read this, these few other states because I, this was something that I didn't know myself, but because I was doing a little research, um, did you know that in the same week that we had the shootings in South Carolina, in South Carolina still at Bryan Creek Baptist Church, that church was burned down. In the same week that we lost nine black people 
in South Carolina, in Macon, Georgia, the God's Power Church of Christ, too, was burned down. In Knoxville, Tennessee, on that Monday of the week that our brothers and sisters were killed in South Carolina, in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, a church by the name of College Hill's Seventh-day Adventist was, was burned to the ground. Now, you tell me if we're not focusing way, way in the wrong direction. Like we're, and, and, and the other thing, I want to go ahead and pose this and then we're going to open back up the lines because it's, it is a big, it's a big, it's a lot to think about and it's a lot of different things that are thrown at us, but that's the definition of how to get distracted. You have to do things in such a way that you take that person so far away from the main focus that they can't get back online why is why is it that we're able to focus on things that are just purely pleasurable? Like, first of all, I think that's the whole reason why a lot of people are on, you know, on this kick about this uh, same-sex marriage. Half of the people that's married don't even want to be married. Half of the people who trying to get out of marriage or who could divorce, they don't stay. I mean, we've just given permission to same-sex people to be what? able to prove to us that you have to be with the same sex to stay married because 78%, it used to be 75, 78% of marriages end in divorce. That number goes up by another, I think, 6% if you've been married before. So the likelihood that these same sex marriages stick, it don't even matter. Like why are we even, why are we even fighting this issue? Let me open up the lines to a couple others, and let's see. Six zero one six. Are you there? Can you hear me? That's the last four digits of your phone number. Six zero one six. Okay, Erico eight three two. Or maybe you just don't want to have yeah. anything to say. At least let me know that you hear me. <laughs> Yes, no, maybe so. Okay, and maybe eight, they three, just two. are saying. Yeah, 832. 832. That's, that's Houston. Zero. <laughs> okay, that's Houston. Okay, and, 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 and Houston, you're, you're, you're open to say and, 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 and give your opinion if you would like to, but if not, you know, it just is helpful to know um, if, if you can hear me or not. And if you, and if you don't have anything... Um, to, to add, that's fine too because I welcome people's opinion regardless of if they uh, mirror mine. I learn regardless of the point. And this is the other thing: you crazy out your mind if you think everybody's going to get onto one single page. The world is just not built up like that. Let's get back to the topic of this hate, and let's get back to the topic of whether or not there's anything we can really do about it. Or are we just going to just stay mad? Because I think that a lot of people just want to be mad. You know, I've I found, and not, this may not be true of everybody that's conscious, these conscious people are the meanest people I have ever met on, on the earth. I mean, they hate Christianity <laughs> to a They do. They hate Christianity, and it's almost like this. They're setting the, and, and I'm just looking at it from this point of view, people who are Christian supposedly represent love, so people who are conscious represent hate. Okay, that's, that, those are two extremes. The other thing is, is everything that a Christian practices to me is some kind of way you can find some type of biblical reference from it, and it's explanatory of it. Uh, in particular with the South Carolina murders, I was not surprised to hear 
anybody from those families or that church to say, I forgive you. That is about exactly what you would expect from people who have a religious background and system that is about Christianity. So they believe in loving each other, saying forgiveness, because it releases them from any type of um, ought. It just is to remove them from not whether you like it or not, that's what they do. So how is it then that a conscious person can come and say that that's the reason you got shot or how stupid is your God because he didn't rescue you from being shot? If that is the way that you're going to use your knowledge and your consciousness, are they really trying to um, fulfill their expectations of a race war or are they really preaching hate? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Um, Let's see what you think. Go ahead. All right. All right. This is 8952 speaking. Now, I happen to be one of the ones that is now walking the path of consciousness and trying to learn more within that path. Um, In regards to Christianity, I don't follow it because I don't believe that it's something that is of the African American people, in my opinion. And. I know, that's my opinion how I feel. Um, I happen to be one of the ones that I don't care about the hate stuff. It makes no sense to me. But those who are walking the path of consciousness are angry. And that's where the hate is you know, stemming from. They're angry. They feel like that we as a people are being treated unfairly. And they view Christians as dumb. And believing in the consciousness opinion that that what is taught in that Bible is not real. Mm-hmm. They see it as fairy tales. And okay. they feel like that how is a fairy tale gonna save you from something that you know, something bad that happens. You know, I have a friend that he he is truly atheist. I'm gonna put it out there. He's an atheist. And he is dead set against Christians. And he makes his business every Sunday to shoot them down. And he will tell you in a minute, and in the wake of the um, the mass murder that happened at that church in South Carolina, his words were, where was your God at the moment when that guy reloaded his gun? Right, I've I've seen I've seen those I've seen those, and I I want to I want to know exactly how that helps at all, or is that just sticking a knife in a dead body? Because the people that you're talking to and his efforts to make miserable people who obviously believe differently every Sunday does what other than just you're just being an ass. You're being you're no different than the very thing that you're trying to, I guess, save people from. You know, if they don't believe, you know, because I don't believe that all of the food in McDonald's is healthy. But if I go up there every Saturday and act a plum fool, it does nothing but bring even more people to that to see what's going on. It's not saving for anything. If you have something to offer, if you have your own restaurant or you have your own move, why not offer that? That's 
that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think King, you had something to say to that. Yeah, um, with the um, I, I, I would have to say I walk in the path of consciousness. I have, I'm not I'm not an atheist. I believe that there is a God. Now, uh-huh. I, I what the young lady stated on the phone earlier, I somewhat agree with her. But you know, I'm not angry um, that people go to church. I'm angry because they're so closed-minded that they take everything that the white man states and they run with it. I'm also angry to a fact that, you know, if you look at the city that I'm from, Mars Point, Mississippi, population probably 10,000. They got 50-some churches in there, every last one on raggedy. I'm well-traveled. I've been in the military. And you go overseas and you see these churches in the other countries, Everything around it is immaculate, and the, and I feel like blacks um, just take take religion and and take it to the extreme when it's not their own. It, Christianity is the youngest religion on the planet, the lo- the youngest big religion, because there are other religions that came on came along after that. However, religion is a control mechanism, and I find it funny that. It's funny that how it's funny how this one kid be going to that church and shoot those people up, and all the black people in the church say they forgive them. But had that been the other way around, where it would have been a black kid, a black man going to a white church and shoot it up, then white folks probably wouldn't have went and shot up the whole community. And that that happened. Yep. That happened yep. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't think. But I don't think that, that happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the 1920s. But see, I don't. I think that is. I think that is being misrepresented again by the media. If everybody in that church was grinning because we said we forgive you, I think they went to two out of the nine families that were affected, and those two interviews, one with the children of the of a deceased mother, one with I think someone who was re- related to the grandmother. And those people spoke in court, and now those two, those two individuals in a church that is much bigger than those two families have become the spokesperson for the Christian faith as a whole. And, and, right, and yeah. people who don't believe in Christianity and people who don't believe the same way that obviously those two families do have now damned an entire move of Christianity, which includes churches, who would have blew the, the brakes off of that little boy like the church I go to. Like there are all okay. people okay. at our church all the time. But but but, but the, the assumption is that Christianity is, as a whole is a bunch of sheep just acting like, ooh, we just okay with you coming up in here slaughtering us, and that's not the truth. Uh, when you're on, conscious, you, on, can, you can see on, that. Okay. For, okay. For, black, for blacks, it's always been that way. Always, black people don't fight back. Now, if, like I stated, if it was blacks attacking a white church, them white folks would have came out of some black folks. It would have been some retribution. Hey, okay, it would have been some retribution. It don't matter who they interview. The end, the end result is the black community has not taken any action, and there have been other black churches that have been burned. Ain't no white churches been burned. Okay. so that's why I say okay. Christianity for blacks. Christianity for blacks is a control mechanism because white Christians will go do something. 
Black people okay. ain't going to do nothing. The white folks going to go do something. And that's what I'm trying okay. to get you to understand. Oh, I'm, I'm very well aware. Someone was trying to have something to say. Okay. Uh, male voice. Can you hear me? Was, was yes, yes, we can. All right. Uh, <clears throat> well, um, since we speaking of um, what we should be focused on, uh, I, I really feel like that's what we need to be focused on—the state of the black man or black people, so-called black people in America. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I agree with the brother that uh, here this situation as far as. Um, a killing of nine people in the church had been turned around. The races, I mean, and that it was a black on white. It would certainly be an all-out war. Matter of fact, um, we'll be telling our children right now they can't go anywhere. The, um, um, we wouldn't even allow them out the house because it, it would be an ugly situation. And just just to prove our point, me and his, um, look at um, what you just you brought up early in, in the cast, um, whereas. Um, there's um, a, a number of churches being burnt down, and this is uh, a statement. They, these these white folks are making a statement, and I'm not saying all right. white people are hateful. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying right. is that there are a strong majority, a strong majority of hateful crackers, and it's just point blank period. They hate they hate black people, and they make that clear by burning down our churches. When one of the soldiers go into jail for killing our people, and that's why I say this man don't deserve forgiveness. Every okay. black person should be speaking out in uh, in direct opposition of what he did, saying what he is. He'll low down piece of nothing that deserves to fly for what he did, and, and, and that we curse him. We curse him, uh-huh. and um. If you're a religious person, you believe in the word, you see this happening in the word itself. That even um, the most high hates, he hates evil, and he makes that clear. And, um, uh-huh. um, uh, ain't no way he would um, say, I bless you, when you go in with hate in your heart. Hate in your heart. You had to be a hateful person to do that, uh-huh. to walk in a church uh-huh. and kill people. So, um, I'm, I'm sick of black folks bowing down. The only one I bow to is the most high. If you come up against me, I will come against you with everything I got. And even if I fail, I'm still going to pray that you fall. I promise you that. I'm I'm, I'm be just well, as hateful as you. As you are to me. And see, I, I, think you sh- I think that is one of the lessons that a lot of people don't know, which were the teachings of uh, Malcolm X. I think those, that is the exact teaching for uh, Farrakhan right now. And because people don't learn for themselves, they learn by what is being shown to them. That is the consciousness that I think needs to happen. A lot of everybody on this phone has, in some way, shape, or form, said that you know we damn what's what's wrong. It was hateful. It was not God covered. Forgiveness doesn't fix it. We understand that. But then the question still is, what exactly do you do? I think the clearest example of the way that we're stuck as a people is a video is in a video where Umar Johnson, I just shared this in my page, where he was speaking to a guy who said those very same things. He's like, how are you gonna ask me to? Um, um, just, you know, chill 
when um they are really they are literally slaughtering us. Like this, this is a message. This is not even subtle anymore. It's not even hidden anymore. It's something that's being done, like all out in, in the front. But no one still will admit that there's very little that actually is being said. This is what you do, and I'm trying. Yeah, that's where, that's what I want to know. Yeah. I, I well, think, from from my perspective, I mean that's a lot that we as black people could do. Like one is um start boycotting the bullshit, stop spending your money. I mean I I, I watched a video today with David Bellingham and he said something that I've been saying. I I actually talked to my dad about it because he grew up doing segregation and. He went through integration, and he said integration was the worst thing that could have ever happened to our people. But a lot of people don't see it that way. But you don't look you don't look at how the black community was together back then versus what we got today. The white man couldn't influence what you did back then. Now the white man influenced everything the majority does. We had our own. We had our own music. We had our own everything. Today we ain't got nothing. Our communities had their well, own stores. So Our, how that's the thing. We need to mobilize a way for us to have what we had before. But us storytelling yeah. is yeah. not going to make it come back. Uh, did somebody else have something to say? Because somebody was talking at the same way as Kim. I think yeah. it was 4699. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, I, Go ahead. I'm a female. I'm a, I'm a woman. Okay. Uh, I'm a black woman, and I, I have something to say. I think I agree with uh, my husband, and I agree with the caller that just spoke. We're living in perilous times. We've always been living in perilous times. And if we don't take a look and look at the image of not the white man, but the white man as a whole, as a whole person, look at a face. Look look at a a million white people and look at them as one person. And you take a look at that, and you look at yourself, and you identify your people as one person. You're going to stay the hell away from these people because they don't mean you no good. They they, they, they don't mean us any good. Now, we've taken I'm, – I'm going on 40 years old. I have a legitimate fear for my children. I have a legitimate fear for my kids where I have a 21-year-old and I have a 4-year-old. My four-year-old is being homeschooled for the simple reason. It's so many different reasons because you were saying, how do we, first of all, it's awareness. You have to be aware and conscious to what is really going on. It's more deep than what we see on television. You have to educate yourself. You, you, we have to constantly educate ourselves because if we don't, it's going to always be what somebody else told us. So without education, without going into the Bible, without reading to find out what's going on, we're taking the words of media and people that we voted in office that's not doing any good. Yes. You know, we got I kids. I told y'all a long time ago. Uh, and see, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm so with you, sister, right now, and I'm going to tell you why, and it's not just because you're a sister, but I... I know, and I've said it before, stuff will start to change once the mothers still support the man. But 
it, it, it's amazing to me that we don't see how uh, evident this is. If we don't fix it, we leave children here to have to experience it because they're not going to be able to. I mean, just statistically, just looking at the way that the world is by numbers, you know, even if every able-bodied black man armed himself to literally go out and fight, we're still behind the lines of the enemy and so separated and not unified till it really still wouldn't make a difference. There are little bitty pockets of of hope here and there and everywhere, and then the moment that someone tries to come together to 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 fix it, then we get distracted and we go on a whole other tangent. I think that's exactly what's happening right now because, honestly, if you look at history, if you learn history, and I'm not just talking about what they tell you in your public school system, that you research some things for yourself because a lot of this stuff is online. I mean, it's out there. And you know they say all you got to do is write it down, and we're not gonna we're not gonna read it, we're not gonna find out about it. But if you go and look, some things are indisputable. You're not gonna tell me that um, every time something like this happens, that another uh, national event just happens to pop up and take the uh, focus off of it. This whole gay marriage thing was orchestrated in a way for us not to look at what was actually happening with this little boy. I believe that there is a a, 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 a real agenda when it comes to the government. People just think that saying agenda means something like, ooh, it's just totally against black people and it's totally against, you know, people coming together. It's really just a way of hiding what bigger truth there is, and if you haven't noticed, there are some things that are happening besides people being gay and getting married right now. There are They are privatizing and selling human beings just like they did in the slave time. I didn't just drop convict leasing. I, I, didn't, I didn't just drop the word convict leasing just to be saying it. I have said it forever. The, if you look at where the numbers are, people always say, just follow the numbers, you'll always, and they're usually talking about something in economics with regard to money. But if you look at the numbers where the majority of our black people are, men, leaders, fathers, head, headship is in jail. And if you look at what they're doing with the the jail system, there has not been one state that I haven't been able to find a story on where they're not building a jail. They're building one in my in my hometown, I think. They're building jails. And you better understand that they are not gonna build no fifteen billion and sixteen trillion dollars worth of institutionalized work and not damn fill it up. You can do you know that people are going to jail for nothing now, just about nothing? And it used to be let's just be let's just worry about the men. It's what it used to be. Let's just worry about the men. The men go to jail because you know they'll put the men in jail and they'll keep the women on welfare with the children and make her stay separated. Nah, hell nah. They just sent and gave federal sentences to a whole school in Georgia of black mm-hmm. educators. Nonviolent people who now have criminal and federal cases against them, and some of them think, you know, that's not a big deal. But when it comes down to when the government says you can't have this if you have that on your record, they're already doing it with black men. A black man can do all of his time, get out, and still can't provide, protect, 
and, and, and be the head of a household. So he's still in jail even after he gets out. Somebody was trying to say something while I was talking. I, I, I wanted to um, bring up um, about, about this gay thing. I, I, I don't have no, no problem with gays. I don't. Uh, they, they're going to have to answer to the most high. So some things mm-hmm. you just got to leave with him. You know, and um, as far as them having their rights, let them have their rights. Let them have their rights. They can have it. And I know it's all um, a distraction. So let's just get over it and get back to the basics. And the basics is, is that this so-called um, home of the land and, uh, and the brave and the free and really the equality. It's, it's, yeah, it's crap. You got to know where you are. Yeah, so that's yeah. the truth. Well, I ain't about no gays. Uh, I don't care what they do. Because I know they, they coming. They, they is coming. And about well, all they, that, well, I, I'm not one of those. I don't think they're as benign as we think they are. And I, I hate to be talking about them like that, like saying they, because I hate when people talk about groups of people like that. But I think that there are legitimate reasons for us to have to address some of it and put it in its rightful place. And I'm not saying be rude or disrespectful or anything like that, but I'm not going to act like I'm just going to pass it off like I don't really care about them because I'm going to tell you, the resources that are available for people who are considered to be in a civil rights uh, uh, deficit or to be subordinate to someone, they get benefits. Do you know you can get a benefit right now if you're a black male uh, in a certain constitution of people? You can get all matters of benefits, scholarships. You can get assistance with programs and stuff. You out your mind if you think that these gay people are not going to come for that same type of subsidy. It's going well, to happen. You're going to they're already preparing themselves. And they're already comparing exactly. themselves um, minorities, exactly. uh, thinking yes. that they deserve uh, the same. It, first of all, it's not the same thing. It is not the same thing. You cannot dress that package up and call it that. Uh, you can't call it that because that's not what it is. But actually, the legislature being signed as a civil liberty uh, right puts it in the same category of other civil liberties, just like disability, just like racial, just like uh, any other handicap. It's in that same constitutional protectiveness. And people are going to start calling that as a, as a level of discrimination and trying to be it for equality to, to other things, which to me takes away from some, from some very basic things because what I do agree with the with the guy who said earlier, I don't care who you're stuck in and, 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 and getting in the bed. I really don't, because you know, that is some private matter stuff. But when you start bringing your bedroom and plastering it on your resume and flagging yourself to be recognized because of who you in the bed with, then you make people feel like they can't grade you on the quality of what you're even asking for. It's like you're getting a pass because you like to sleep with everybody. And I, that's don't, my I don't see how people don't see that. that that's, that's my only problem with this gay movement is that now now that you have your rights or whatever you want to call it, um, you want to force me to accept you and I can't afford nobody accept the fact that I'm black. I, I can't do that. But now I have to allow you in my home. I have to allow, allow you in my business 
I have to allow you in my prayers, and, and that won't happen. That won't happen. I don't agree yeah. with you, and I have a right mm-hmm. to say that. I, I don't agree with what you're doing. And I don't have a problem. Why do with people it. have such a hard time? Why do people have a hard time saying that? You said that very easily, and I'm pretty yeah. sure you practiced it just as easily. Why do people have a problem with just saying, uh-uh, I don't believe it's right? Because uh-uh. they're, not, they're not being true. Yeah, they ain't you have true. to have some type way. of courage and strength. You got to know who you are yeah. to be able to stand up, to say what you mean. And I think that's the biggest problem that most, especially people of, of color, don't know who they are. See, 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 mm-hmm. and that's that's why um you see such a strong standing in the white community. These people know who they are. And we don't. They, they're quite aware of it. That's why they say they, they have pride. In a Confederate flag, don't don't believe they don't know what that flag stands for. They they know what it stands for. They proud of what it stands for, and they stand strong on that conviction that niggas don't deserve rights. They don't care about us, and they will fly that flag and, and represent they hate. So so black people gotta learn so called black people. They gotta learn who they are. They got to study who they are. They power, they strength lies in who they are. We're so they, programmed. Yeah. We are programmed to the point that we don't even know that we're programmed. We're so programmed. You can walk in Walmart. And I, could, I, I notice when I go in Walmart how white people just, because I consciously, I know who I am. So when I go places, I, I, I notice how people will expect me to move out of their way. And we do that not even knowing because we've been we've been programmed to do these things, these little small things. They know, they they know, they know how they know our mind. They know they they know that we we're scared to say certain things. We're 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 afraid to to do certain things. You have these individuals that don't care, but for the most part, we we're very conscious of what we do and say around these group of people. And it's ridiculous. It is really ridiculous. If you know, if you start researching your history, start finding out what's going on. Hey, we have we we have a great history. We have a great history that most of us don't even know about. And you you're not proud of who you are or where you come from. You can't be in, unless you know. How 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 can I be proud? As a woman, as a mother, as a wife, if I don't know who I am, my place in society, where I come from, I didn't come from America. I I I, I mean, you know, our ancestors. It, it it goes further than slavery, but if we don't know that part, if we're not searching that part, there are holes that that'll never be filled. Anybody else have something else to add? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we uh, had deviated off of the prisons because you were speaking of the um, commercialized uh, convict leasing is where we had started on that topic. And I live in a state right now that has 116 prisons in that state. That's the most, most prisons in the United States in one state. Can y'all guess what mm-hmm. state that I live in? Texas or Florida. Texas, California. 
Texas. California. Texas has the most prisons in the in the United States. Texas has the most prisons in the United States. I just did the research. And when I tell you they believe in hiding us in those prisons here in Texas, they believe in hiding us. Because that's why I sent it. That's why I'm in it. And they want them gone. And here's the thing. I see it every day. Every day I see how our men are snatched up for very menial things and thrown into the prison system here. The state of Texas is not a state designed for us. <coughs> Period. I'm going to tell you, I, you know, I think if if we can get the men, Lord, I done said it before, and I don't know if it's possible, but if we I wanted to see a draft, and they said that it was a suggestion of a draft of a mass um, exodus of people when uh, Barack gets ready to leave office. Um, And it was actually said at the same time that uh, there was going to be an unveiling of all of the, you know, people who have been actually being watched by the KKK, people who are part of the KKK and being watched by our CIA and FBI. If that happens, I think that's a great thing because I think when you pull stuff off and let people see it for what it is, you know, the shot made is better. And then you're, you're still going to have to be deemed to uh, act after the fact. But if all of the black men who have nonviolent crime, criminal histories, who are in jail for nonviolent uh, uh, crime, and people who are in jail with which what they have now is a law that determines whether or not they have excessive sentencing. It's already happening in smaller pockets, but if they would just do that in an abundance and those men be received back into their communities, some of this stuff would stop. I, I, I really believe that, and that may be me fairytelling or just dreaming. I just I just can see so plainly that a lot of the reasons why we're going to hell in a handbasket is because the force of manhood is behind bars and being reprogrammed. I mean, anybody who knows the story of the young boy who was in jail without having any formal charges for three years got uh, out of jail. He was in Rikers Island. He tried to kill himself several times while in jail, finally got out of jail, started a prosecution with the state of New York, um, or maybe it was just Rikers Island. I don't know if that's his own civil, you know, department. But he ended up killing himself because he lost his mind. 21-year-old black male had never been charged with anything formally, was awaiting being charged, and ended up spending three years of his life from the age of 17 to 21 uh, behind bars, got out, and then killed himself. So if you really think that the system is supposed to rehabilitate in any way, form, or fashion, you can forget about it now because the reason why they're filling up the jails is because they're going to become a part of a leasing system. It's the same reason why we got our railroads today. It's the same reason why we have individualized state licensures now, because those were programs that were the way for us to you get cheap labor, things that were totally necessary. 
Somebody have anything to say? I actually have the definition in front of me for convict leasing. Okay. Convict leasing was a system of penal labor practiced in the southern United States beginning with the emancipation of slaves at the end of the Civil War in 1865. It peaked around the 1880s and officially ended in the last state, Alabama, in 1928. That's the lie that they tell us. That mm-hmm. is the lie that they tell us. And I'm going to expound on what you had said, Sharon, in regards to um, the rehabilitation part. No, mm-hmm. prison is not designed to rehabilitate, especially when in reference mm-hmm. to the black male. It is actually a form of institutionalizing these men. When you put them in there and leave them in for an extenuating amount of time, they become accustomed to that life in there. And mm-hmm. one of the examples I'm getting ready to use is a friend of somebody that I know that got placed into, he got locked up in 1982, his freshman year of high school is when he got locked up. He didn't get out until 2002. He only stayed out for two months, and he went ahead and purposely got in trouble so he could go back in because he did not know the world that he had came out into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He couldn't function. It, mm-hmm. He could and not when function. you let me, and I'm gonna try to say this for the last show. Let me. Anybody else want to have anything to say? Because we're like down to 29 minutes, and I just want to gather my thoughts. Okay, I have something to say, and it's not particularly uh, related to what's going on in the prison system, but uh, we, we're living in a system where we can't win. I mean, we're not going to – it's not set up for us to win. It, it's not. Um, it's set us up for failure. It, it really is. It really is. And, and maybe that's hard for, for people, for us, for our people to really understand that. Because at the same time, we, we say these words, but we're still being optimistic. We're still hoping something's going to change. And, I mean, I'm only 40 years old, but I, I love history. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at the struggle that, that's been going on from day one. And, and it's, we're, we're still in the same, we're still, we're, we're still here. Nothing has really changed. But this, what I wanted to say was, and I'm, maybe you guys know, but for who don't know, look up the King Alfred plan, and and, and that's good information to know how really how how they think of us. Um, you know, they the, the King Alfred plan is a plan that the government con- constructed for us and for 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 all living in the United States, and it's a plan pretty much of execution. I mean, how they can really get rid of us from from A to Z in one day. And this is something that's legitimate. It's real. And you can find it on YouTube. You can find information on it. And, I mean, it's like, wow, you, you know, really? Uh, are we that? We're nothing. We mean nothing. We're nothing. So that's, I just wanted to say something about the King Gaffer plan. Anybody get a chance, look it up. Just, just I already have it in front of me. Okay. Girl, you know I I'm going to read it because I have, 
I, I love looking up things like that because it's, and that's the thing, some of this is not hidden. There ain't no agenda about a lot of this stuff because agenda means that it's hidden behind some other stuff, but some of it is expressly plain, and um, we still don't get it. Always it. Has um, Lee, it always has been plain, yeah. Sharon. It, the stuff that's coming to the surface today is basically too much dirt to hide under the rug. And it was a lump, and the best way to get rid of that lump is to let it go. Mm-hmm. King, I see you still on the line. You have anything to say? Um, you can hear me? <laughs> yes. You hear me? Oh, I mean, yes. everybody yes. on here, everybody on here has some good, you know, some good points. I mean, it's it's we just living in a, in a messed up world, and it's sad that. The majority of our people ain't got a fucking clue. I mean, that's that's the simplest way I can put it. I mean, we we're just a bunch of ignorant black people out here, uh-huh. and they're scared. Well, I mean, I looked at the video uh, uh, you posted uh, today that the guy, the guy was saying you can't go out there and just just shoot them because they're gonna kill all of us. I got that. Yeah. But at the same yeah. token. Black daughter, we only we only like twelve percent of the population, but we spend so much money on bullshit for the white folks. They make the money off us. If we keep our money and start, you know, build black businesses and get some black banks and some black media outlets, we won't even have to deal with the white folks. We won't have to deal with them. But everybody want to, you know, go. I, I call them on court gestures. Everybody want to be a court gesture. For the white man, that goes to your athletes, your entertainers. I mean, I, I ran this on Facebook a while back. Name me five black, name me five rich black people in the United States who have nothing to do with entertainment. Nobody could name nobody. They couldn't name no rich black people that had nothing to do with entertainment. I got a king complex. Them fucking court gestures, they entertain. And you send them on their way. But everybody wants their kids to be entertainers. Why your kid can't be the owner? We got to change our minds. Well, you said it. Now, see, you just said you just said the word, and I'm going to come back and get a little impact. My mind is all over the place right now. A little quick commercial, then we're going to close it out. Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am The Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where The Empress Speaks, and the empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight, but nobody's going to change this but us. We have had great conversation. I already have my little thing down to look at this Alfred plan because I'm I, I just hold my breath and get ready to read something that really isn't shocking. I think it is more eye opening than not. Um, the contradiction is when our words. Um, don't match what our works are. Um, we we have a difference between what we use as a position and the policies that we actually uh, practice in. Um, 
You know, we talked a little bit about sex. Sex is a, you know, sex is a choice. Uh, it's biology to an extent, and what you do, who you do it with, like, do it, and um, we don't need to give you no kudos for it. It's almost like you wanted some extra points because you're doing something extra perverted or something very different from the rest of the world. Just do what you do. Um, the content of people uh, tells you uh, where and who they are, and, you know, words don't lie a lot of the times. If we just read and, and hear what it is, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. I think the key to a lot of our issue, uh, I think it's kind of been passed around a little bit uh, tonight. You know, the fact that we are integrated, you know, is affected us. It has, it just has. It has affected who we are. We haven't even grown a generation of people who want to know who they are. As a matter of fact, we've integrated to a point that they're deciding to create something totally brand new and different and ignore what has happened, and then the same effect is that we're dying. You know, I also want to say that I think black people in particular ought to be out of their mind and they think that this whole sexual revolution for gay rights and stuff has anything to do with them. If you look at some of the litigation and law with regard to that, even historically, it was a way of population control, and it, that's just the truth of it. So, I don't, you know, if you don't want to make no babies, that's fine, but the women who are making babies live in communities that look like me, uh, who are black African-American women who do want to have babies. We have more abortion clinics in our areas of living than any other place in the world. So they're telling you, yeah, you can get pregnant, but you ain't got to let it live. Or we, if you're going to have it, you can have it, and we'll actually pay you to keep having those babies, but you can't let their dad live with you because we're going to cut you off of that. Like It's like you have to understand your enemy plainly. You got to just recognize who they are. And mind you that a lot of people have decided to, I don't want to say that people have signed up to be against their own people, but they're blind and they're unconscious and they're going to be that way when they show you that's who they are. There's no, you ain't got to damn them. You ain't got to call them a Uncle Tom. You ain't got to call, call them a cool because, you know, the conscious community love to call people who don't agree with them out their name in the name of being conscious. I don't have to put a staple sign on your forehead to know that you're against me when you act against me. I just let you know that I recognize who you are. I don't have to call you a coon. I ain't got to call you Uncle Tom. I know you by what you've done and what you haven't done. I know you by the words not matching up with what you say it is. And education is key. You know, I don't care what Ivy League school you go to. I don't care how many degrees you get. I don't care what community you move in. When people who are of a different race feel like simply because of their race that they're better than you, that is supremacy. That's racial supremacy. Black people do it to other black people, which is, to me, the most nagging thing in the world. For you to not recognize your sister and brother regardless of where they're from, and we throw those people away, but we're going to sign up under the flag because we live in a community of a bunch of other people who make the same money that we do, but they sit around on their yachts and say, you know, this black person is not one of us. 
It's not hate. I'm not preaching hate. I'm not saying hate. Some of my friends say, Sharon, you are so racist. I'm not. I'm very race aware, though. I'm very race aware that this world is built in such a way that it's not respectful of the color of my skin. Historically, people with skin like mine are not respected by anything in their character. You have to basically prove that you are just as capable as the next person. Which That's not fair, but that's just the truth. So for me to act as if I'm going to expect anything except for what history has told me by someone who doesn't have my skin tone is just idiocy. Like, why should I believe anything different? And, and besides that, there's this move of humanity, which has nothing to do with, with spirituality, which has nothing to do with religion, which has nothing to do with awareness and consciousness. People just want to say, oh, you got two eyes, two ears, a mouth, legs, and arms, so you're human, so you should be able to do whatever you want to do. That's some foolishness. That It's just, that's foolishness. Now, you can do whatever you want to do, but I'm not going to lay down what I think is just basic truths of the world and even basic truths of humanity. I think it's basic truth for a man to lay with a woman. I think that's just... Basics, just like black and white go together, and 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 peanut butter and jelly go together. I think it's just basic. That's just how it's supposed to be. Now, if you decide that you want to do something different, that's on you. But you're, what you're not going to do is act as if I'm gonna just be blind and act like I'm just gonna go to a wedding and be swinging rice, and you gonna have on eyeliner and have your fingernails down your, you know, and hair down your back, and I'm gonna pretend like I don't know that this is not the right way. I can still understand what is right and what is not, what is basic and what is not, with still giving you space to do what you want to do. But what you can't do is you can't make me respect something that I don't identify with. Because a part of respect is um, giving a place of understanding to someone's opposition possibly to yours. Like when you say, I respect her for that. It doesn't mean that you agree. It just says, oh, I see how she got from one mean to one end. But when I don't, you can't make me. You can't make me. You cannot make me say that I think it's okay for people to have a Confederate flag and say that this is heritage and at the same time for you to have a flag that's of a, di- of a different set of colors and make me say, oh, that's cool too. No, I no, I, I ain't gonna go with either one of them because I don't believe that either one of them, you know, go with how I would function. Now, if you want to do that, fine, but I'm not coming to the parade. I can't. I, I'm just saying I can't do it. it. Doesn't mean that I don't care about your being human because I can definitely care about a person without having respect for some of the things that they do. And that, that may be just how I was raised. Like my mama, she would tell me, Sharon, that was absolutely foul what you just did. I love you, but that's wrong, and don't bring that mess up in my house. She had a very, very strong way of being convicted about a certain thing, and even if she was wrong, you, I ain't no need of me trying to put it in her face to make her eat it just because she's my mom. I did not wait on my relationship with her to try to make her uh, pull to the other side, and that's what we black people have to do, just period. You know, I'm not saying give your brothers and sisters the benefit of the doubt just because they're black, but when they are acting in a way that's lost, you can offer them that information. If they refute it, you're going to have to let that go. You ain't got to call them no coon or nothing like that. You ain't got to call them nothing special 
uh, like that because I think where, where we are is we're tired and we are anger, angered by what has happened. You know, anger is an emotion too. It raises up off of experience. Like can't nobody make you be angry. They can pull it up out of you by reinforcing things that make that emotion come up. They make you feel a certain familiarity, and then you're angry. But after you have anger, you have an option to do something or just sit and be angry. You ever wonder why the majority of people who have hypertension, if you look in statistics or books of black people, we're under a lot more stress. You know, and some anger, you know, people get off, you know, they go and do something real off the wall or they can just take some medicine and feel better about it or they can deal with the issues that they're angry about. Like, I'm not really moved by all of these rainbows. It just don't bother me like that. I'm like the earlier caller, if you know, stay in your lane about it, but you're not going to make me get on board just because it's just popular to do that. If you like the Confederate flag, do that. Uh, stay away from me because I'm letting you know how I feel about that. And then, you know, after that point, you know, we're clear. Black people are not very conscious because they're distracted. And I think people get distracted when they don't want to feel certain things because to be fully aware is very sad. Like, it's painful. It's painful to understand that people absolutely just don't like people like me and you just because of what we look like just because of what our skin tone is, even though they're getting the cancer and going and getting sprayed in the booth and sucking on glasses to make their lips pop out and injecting their booties to look just like me, but you don't like me, and that makes me want to know why. We're born from a history where we're kings and queens. We're the forefathers of everything on every planet. There is not, I read something other day, there is not one part of this universe that doesn't have a root and a beginning in African-American history and being a, you can say more, you can say whatever connotation of the word, a black person, like we started all of this. And what we failed to understand and what other races of people must understand, a lot of stuff has been put in place for us to keep not understanding. And so as long as we don't understand, as long as we continue to get sidetracked, as long as we start to not pool our money. And my voice says something very powerful. The biggest thing that we have is our ability to spend. Like, it don't matter what year you pull it, before we can even work or now, before we can even drink from the damn water fountain or now, we were willing to use our resources collectively for the things that we wanted whether we were giving it to our own brothers and sisters or we were using it in mass, uh, mass, you know, in the you know world of the society that we live in now, like everybody gets a part of our money. Like we don't we don't keep any of our money. I can guarantee you some stuff would change if we would just shut our damn wallet. If we would just say, you know, this particular thing right here, baby, we could shut down Apple. We could shut down Nike. We could shut down grocery store chains. We can shut down departments. We can shut down malls. We can close the movie industry if we wanted to. But because we're waiting on a quote-unquote savior, someone to come up with a bright idea to say this is what we need to do when it's very plain, very conscious to me, I have suggested and I've already posted on Facebook that I think we need to stop watching one particular channel in effect. And a lot of people don't like me because of, because their favorite shows come on there, but their favorite shows are shows where we're whores and pimps 
and we're gay, and we're and we're um, in the music industry. We're doing the same thing we're doing on the BET Awards tonight, and they are watching every every night with the same subtle information saying, look at what these black people are doing for us, and we're paying them to keep doing it. Fox, like, I don't have any particular um, art with a lot of other stations. Everybody has the same capability of telling the truth, but for some reason, Fox has a purpose stance about misrepresenting any news story with black people. Any. I don't care if it's a good show, it is turned into something. I don't care what positive does get reported on every other news station. Fox has a way of turning it into something ugly. So I'm starting a petition for us to just anything that has to do with Fox, whether it's their news feeds, whether it's the app, whether it's a tweet, I watch their news to see what the truth really ain't. I, I, I just look at what they say is happening. And then I go to the other stations to see what really happened. And it is so blatant how it is against black people. And actually, any people of color, they say the same types of things for people who are African-American that they do for Mexicans, Latinos, and Islanders. Anybody that is not Caucasian is negative. And for some reason, there has been a sudden influx of black correspondents even one guy from here in Birmingham, Alabama, is now a new correspondent um, for their Hannity feed, and it it blew me away. Like I wanted to unfriend him, I sent him an email, and all of his friends who are judges and lawyers and stuff. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And he gets on a show by himself, basically, you know, fighting an onslaught of people who absolutely hate and misrepresent. And it's even though he's speaking the truth. He's like a peon in a bucket of people who speak untruths, which is making us look even more non-powered. When you can have, we have one of the best networks in the world. They have when they show tonight, and I know I mentioned it a couple of times, but we had the opportunity of being able to meet them at a market that, that we decided could be everything, entertainment, fashion, music, and the news, and what have we done? We done let them come in and slum that down to a bunch of, just like my boy said, a bunch of, of, of gesturing. Um, wake up as many people as you can. Wait, you know, people who are awake, instead of damning your folks, just show them what you see with any situation. Like, I don't need to hear the whole stars and moons um, thing. You know, people who are aware they, they have these, Ritualistic, just like Christian folks, they want to tell you about how you're going to burn and stuff and how you're going to hell because you have the same sex marriage, but they won't tell you about how you're not supposed to be having sex before marriage at all. They're not going to read the whole scripture. So I can understand when people take a half of a truth to try to beat you down about something. Don't do that. Open their eyes as gently as you can so that you can, so that they'll actually look to you for more information. Like when we damn each other like that, we don't we don't hear each other. We already got the rest of the world against us, and black women in particular, we got to stop sending black men to jail and calling the police on them when they ain't done nothing that warrants for the government to be interfering in some personal stuff. Now, if he got a gun on you, that's different. 
But I know some women that got 911 on their speed dial because they know the police are against black men, and that is like the ultimate wrong. I'm about to get you a little KKK outfit if you do that again because that's stupid. Don't do that. That doesn't help at all. And, and it, 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 it's, it's almost like a reverse idea of how you can help your own people when you go and do some foolishness like that. If you're dealing with a nut and you knew your nut, um, get out of the net box, and then you'll be better. But to stay in the box and act like you think it's going to turn to brown is because you call the police no, you're just going to get a cashew salad. It's just going to get worse. It's, it's going to get worse. So consciousness comes from being aware of everything that's around you. It has nothing to do with someone's affiliations. Um, uh, who's more black or who's more aware. It's just being totally aware of what is around you. Now, if you're going to sit in a box, you're not going to be aware about a whole lot of stuff. But once you step out of it and introduce yourself to the world, there's a lot more um, that you can learn. And we do live in different worlds than some people. Black people, I don't care, these gray people, these people who see gray, they don't see nothing but love and rainbows and stuff. Um, they, they live in a different world than the rest of us. Let them live in their world. <laughs> you live in yours and, and live tangibly, live realistically. I think one of the brothers said earlier that he decided he wanted to give to the youngsters in his um, community, in his life. That's how it changed. That is exactly how it changed. But when we're teaching the kids to twerk just like us and do the nay-nay and all that just like us, I'm teaching my children about not feeling inferior because if they don't feel inferior, they won't act inferior, and when something that comes up against them, they can uh, uh, respond appropriately. And women can do it just as well as men. I I would say that men are the more potent educators of that stance, but if you're not present, we still got to educate our babies. We still got to do what we can for our babies to make sure that they don't just take on an onslaught of, of issues and then just be ill prepared because then you have this new move of people who want to tell you you can be whatever you want to be. If tomorrow you wake up and you don't want to even be a boy, you can be a girl tomorrow. You know, that's what the world is teaching these kids, not just our kids, uh, their kids, but our kids too. And we are more conflicted as a people, period, because we have a lack of history. We have a lack of, of health. So the the people who are going to be the most affected are the people who are at the most vulnerable, and it is us. It's us. I'm gonna try to handle my two. Until next time, two different worlds. Talk to you next time. Good night. He asked me what I was doing there, cause I looked out of place.
心。